This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, my friends. It is a new week here at Dear Hallmark. I am your host, Dara, and you have just entered into a space where we talk about all things Hallmark Channel, Great American Family, and our TV. And during Christmas, we say what's up to Lifetime. <laughs> Y'all do, I have some news for you this week. So if you haven't heard, when Calls the Heart, not only did they set a release date for the season, the first episode of season 10 will premiere July 30th. And... It's going to be 12 episodes, and I count it. It's going to lead them right up to Christmas. So we started off with The Way Home, and then we get The Way Home until March 26th. And then we have Ride. We have Ride from March 26th, and then I'm thinking 10 weeks, April, May. So that's probably the better, the more half of June. And then we'll probably have a good six weeks of break. And then we're into When Calls the Heart, and we're going to be right into Christmas. That's going to, watch how fast it goes. Because we're already in the, we're already in March, or about to be in March, A. And The Way Home is almost over. We li- we probably only have three or four more episodes now. It's crazy. Crazy. So... Let me give you this write-up from Entertainment Tonight, just a little blurb that they mentioned. So, Hallmark Channel's Win Called the Heart has set a season 10 premiere date and has officially been renewed for season 11. E.T. can exclusively reveal the network's longest-running scripted series will kick off its 12th episode 10th season which will include the milestone 100th episode on sunday july 30th at 9 p.m season 11 will also consist of 12 episodes and begin production this july now if you are one who follows aaron craig on instagram you will know that she is currently filming a movie with a one brendan penny and in fact it was released um, sometime last week for the April movies. Their movie's going to be coming out in April. I don't remember when because I wanted to look at it real quick because, you know, Chad and I is going to be up for our shenanigans for the preview show. So I didn't want to take too much stock in it because pretty much all of April is the heart of the Spring Into Love lineup. And Spring Into Love will start the end of this month, um, March 25th, with Tyler and Rhiannon's movie, The Picture of Her. So we're getting five movies in the spring into love, unless they push it out into May. May may be another bonus original month. Who knows what they might may do in May. <laughs> in other news, we have another article that I want to bring to your attention. And this one focuses on one Lisa Hamilton Daly, who was the EVP of Programming. And it's a lengthy article as well. With this one, I just wanted to highlight two things that she spoke about. One is their 
vision for Christmas with Hallmark. And they are going to stick to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday premieres, which means we'll be getting another four a weekend this year. The fourth one coming from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries every Saturday night. So Friday we'll get one, Saturday we'll get two, Sunday we'll get one. And Lisa mapped it as Friday being the comfort one, Saturday being kind of the heavy hitter, big kahuna, and then Sunday will be the experimental one. That's what I gathered. And I thought that that was interesting. It's good that they have a solidified vision for how they want to approach which movies they put on which day. So we know that the heavy hitters, so like anything with the Heinz, we know Lacey's going to be on Thanksgiving weekend. That's just because she's the new head honcho. Like she's the new queen. So we know Lacey's going to be on Thanksgiving. But I'm thinking anything, excuse me, anything of the, now we can call them the OGs because we've been getting so much new talent. Anything with the OGs, so I'm thinking Tamara, uh, Andrew, Taylor Cole, Ben, um, Ty, Paul, Palaha, Dorsey, Pavey. I'm thinking they're going to get Saturday slots. And then all of our, our newcomers, both who are new to the roster, but who will probably be in a Hallmark movie for the first time, they'll get the Sunday slot um, and then we'll probably get some familiar but not so familiar suspects on Friday. So I'm thinking maybe like a Brooks Darnell or a Marco Grazzini or a Janelle Parrish. I could see her as a Friday movie. So, yep. I thought that that was an interesting tidbit. And another interesting tidbit, uh, Lisa Hamilton Daly is one of the executives who used to work for Netflix. And she revealed that The Way Home was a show she had originally developed for Netflix. But once she left, she took that with her. And of course, they probably reprised it for Hallmark. So that and that makes sense because it has a different it has a different feel to it. So it definitely makes sense that it was originally developed for Netflix. So I honestly, though, I wish The Way Home was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries because of all the mystery and drama that the show has. I think it would have been a perfect fit for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. But I will say I am definitely enjoying the ride with this show. And on Saturday, I just watched the previous week's episode before Sunday's new episode. Man, what a tangled web we have woven. <laughs> man, oh man. So, yeah. And lastly, this is a bit of up TV news. So True Brand Entertainment inks a multi-picture deal with up TV. Look at up TV inking deals and whatnot. Okay. This is coming from Variety, and I'm going to read you a little bit of the article. All the articles that I mentioned, I'm going to link them in the show notes, so be sure to check that out if you want to read the articles in totality. So, with When Calls the Heart at Hallmark and When Hope Calls at Great American Family, which, pause, I didn't know Great American Family picked up When Hope Calls because where's my second season? 
<laughs> I'm one of those. I personally enjoyed when hope calls more than when calls the heart. Miss Jocelyn Houdon, Mr. Marshall Williams, Miss Art, Mr. R.J. Hatanaka. Is that his last name? Hatanaka. Listen here, my children, and you shall hear of how much I hold dear this show. And who's the other guy who plays um, Chuck? Oh, I forget his name. But him and Jocelyn Hudon's character, Grace, oh my gosh, they were the beasties. And then Sam and Lillian with, what is RJ's character? He was the Mountie. I forget his name. Gabriel, Gabe. Sam and Gabe with Lillian. It was just great. It was so great. I digress. When Wind Calls the Heart at with Wind Calls the Heart at Hallmark and When Hope Calls at Great American Family, Brian Bird is expanding his success with a partnership with Up TV. True Brand Entertainment, founded by Bird, Brandon Clark, Taj Truesdale, and Darren Chavez and the network have a multi-picture licensing agreement, creating a series of uplifting and values-friendly romantic comedies. Now, Brandon Clark, he is the director of The Engagement Plot and The Happy Camper. The Engagement Plot is the movie with Rachel Boston and Trevor Donovan that premiered last August, and The Happy Camper is the movie that premiered this past uh, oh, early February. <laughs> I was going to say this past February. Early February. And I'm going to hint that I will be interviewing Brandon soon to have a sit down with him. And I could, I'm definitely going to bring this up. This is so exciting. So, so, so exciting. And speaking of Up TV, I want to give you a rapid review of a movie that I have watched recently from Up TV. And that is called Luckless in Love. Now, Luckless in Love is a fantastic movie. I When I saw the preview, I knew that it was something special. I knew it was going to be stupid, ridiculous, funny, and indeed it was. So there is the woman, Winnie. She works at a lifestyle magazine. And honestly, I think it's a shot at Goop. Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, I totally think it's like a play off of that. Because this woman is so out there. She's willing, she's willing to try all the latest lifestyle trends, no matter how horrible or not horrible they are. She'll do like gluten, carb, taste-free brownies. Like it's, the, it's so funny. And I think it pokes fun, honestly, at the lifestyle industry in a sense, in a way. I think in a, in a non-confrontational, non-offensive way. And so she works for this lifestyle magazine while she, all the while in her off time, she has kept up a blog of her dating escapades called Luckless in Love. And she made she has a sense of anonymity. So no one knows that she is the one writing this blog. She tries to pitch it to her boss. Her boss is like, nah, sis, just keep to facial oils and treadmills that help you lose weight you know things like that now with the dude he's a british guy and fun fact he is the guy from the loves the love club's last movie tara tara's tune he is the main character in that as well 
So he's a sports agent trying to uh, sign this hotshot baseball player. And he himself is a player because he has a revolving door and a roster of women. But he also has a son. And they end up finding each other, Winnie and this dude, they end up finding each other on a dating app, going out on a date, and it's just the pits. She writes about that date, and it went viral. Her boss finds it, finds out that it's her, and wants her to keep dating the guy so that the blog can, so that their magazine can get hits, their digital magazine can get hits. And then on the dude's side, his boss wants him to keep dating her because he wants him to actually commit to a woman. Long story short, it's a bunch of shenanigans. He can't, it's, I, it's so punchy, comedic. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was what I needed. And it made me realize I got to stop sleeping on Up TV because Getting back into the swing of things, because I had so many movies to watch from January plus the ones for February, I really didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't pay attention to UpTV, but now I am, and I'm excited. This movie made me incredibly excited, and this was in their flirty February lineup, so if you see it again on a Sunday, because they do so many blue blood, blue bloods for them is Golden Girls for Hallmark. They got marathons on marathons on marathons. It's like the diners, drive-ins, and dives of Up TV. Every chance they can get, there's a marathon of Blue Bloods. So Saturday is all Blue Bloods, or it's Reba. Um, but also, now they have Last Man Standing on there as well, so there's that. But, also, on Sundays, they play their movies. So if you see Luckless in Love on a Sunday, be sure to record it or watch it. I'll watch it now before we get into my thoughts on made for each other I wanted to highlight some comments that you guys had about a Paris proposal and this one comes from Paula Allen CA hi Dar thanks for another great review I also like the setting and the romance of it but probably because I work in marketing there Oh, sorry. Because I probably work in marketing, there were some real obstacles to my being able to suspend disbelief and just enjoy the movie. First, she was taking photos and videos of random people to use in advertising without ever getting their written permission and or paying them for it. And second, the Durans allowing a brand new advertising agency to take on their marketing launch was hard to believe since it takes a team of people to carry out a campaign like that, not to mention the probable conflict since they worked for their previous agency when they came up with those plans. In real life, that would be a lawsuit right there. Okay, hashtag in rant. <laughs> All right, come on, Paula, coming in with the marketing know-how. Next, we have Aurora S9844. She says, I liked it more than I thought. During the preview show, I gave it a two, but I would change that to a four. I thought the leads had good chemistry and the story was decent. Her wardrobe was fire emoji. And then she has all these exclamation points. I will say, whoever, listen, from Love in the Limelight to a Paris proposal, I have never seen Alexa Penavega's wardrobe look like this in any other Hallmark movie she's been in. Somebody said, I will 
take the banner and lead the charge. Somebody said, I volunteer as tribute. And I just want to offer my thanks and appreciation and compliments to the chef. On that note, you all, we're going to take a quick break. But when I come back, it's time to talk about made for each other. So stay tuned. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, friends. Welcome back. So let's talk about Made for Each Other, okay? Made for Each Other is about a young woman named Rachel. She is a sculptor as well as a sculpting teacher. And she has qualms about exhibiting her own work because she received a really bad review once and it really inhibited her from showing her work. I just want to put a pin right there because when I can tell you, I relate to that so hard. I received my master's in interior design eight years ago now. I graduated from graduate school. I was so... <laughs> Do I want to use the word traumatized? I feel like that's mad hard. But I was, I believed all of the horrible things that my professors told me during studio about how I'd never, I'll never have a career. I'm not good. All of this. And I believed it. And so for five years, I didn't touch anything to do with design with a 10, a 20, a 30 foot pole pole vault stick I didn't so I can totally relate to Rachel in that way like words hurt they really hurt and there was a Sunday school lesson I'll never forget I was I was in like the preteen class and so I was old I was older than the children's ministry you know what I'm saying but not old enough for youth ministry just yet and so our teacher did this, had us do this, had us to do, had us, do, oh my gosh, English language. She had us do this demonstration and we had to bring a tube, a toothpaste with us, right? So we had this tube of toothpaste and we had to squeeze the entire thing out onto the plate. In essence, we're wasting a tube of toothpaste. But here was her point. Much like how once you squeeze all of the toothpaste out of the tube, and you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. So are our words. Once we put them out there, we can't take them back. The damage is done. The effect has been had. And when I tell you that sits with me and resonates with me so hard, so hard. I digress. So Rachel is re was really in a shock from that review and so that stopped her from ever submitting any other art to any other showcase or any other museum and we get this opening scene of her as a young girl sculpting this 
man and her teacher asks us so who it asks her so who is it and she says oh it's my husband right there you should have had a red flag. i'm like sis how old are you sis we every bit of eight nah man <laughs> nah man <laughs> But she was saying, um, Rachel, as a little girl, she was saying, and he's kind and he's generous and all this other stuff. Like, it was her perfect man. Fast forward to present day. She makes a life-size version of this man that keeps a towel wrapped around him, for obvious reasons, of course. And she talks to him, almost like you would talk to your dog. You know that they can't talk back. But it just does something to talk to that to that thing. You know what I mean? And so her good neighbor, Doris, um, tells her about this Jewish folklore thing that if you put this necklace on something and wish it or kind of manifest it, it'll come to life. And sure enough, that's what happens with her statue. She puts the necklace on him. He comes to life. Cue Aaron O'Connell. Now, Aaron O'Connell, he's no stranger to Hallmark. He was actually um, in the movie 12 Gifts of Christmas starring Katrina Law. He played the bad man of business who was so consumed with work, he couldn't get gifts himself. And so she was his personal shopper and they fell in love. And this, he exemplifies the perfect man, the jaw, the skin, the body, yaddy, yaddy. And everything in between, like everything he touches is perfect. He, he, he can cook perfectly. He got a perfect score in the LSATs. Ah, <laughs> oh, Aaron O'Connell was the perfect casting choice for this. He was so perfect. And he, he was just, like, his whole life's purpose was just Rachel. Everything is about Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. And she's loving it. She's like, oh my gosh, yes. But cue her brother-in-law's friend, David, played by Matt Cohen. He's a stand-up comic, uh, or an ex-lawyer turned stand-up comic. And he's trying to get his comedy career off the ground. Throughout the movie, they both are pushing, challenging, yet encouraging each other to really pursue their dreams. She encourages him to enter the showcase, to really go out and do his thing. He encourages her to submit her work. Like, why are you scared? Why are you hiding? Stop hiding. Submit your stuff. You're really, really good. And towards the end of the movie, she realizes, you know, I don't need somebody that's perfect. I need someone that's annoying. But who cares? Who won't put up with my stuff? You know what I'm saying? And overall, y'all, this was a solid movie. But it was missing the feels for me. Like, I just didn't... Like, Sweeter Than Chocolate and A Paris Proposal, there was a feel there that captivated me. And it just gave me the fuzzy wuzzies. I didn't get a fuzzy wuzzy was a bear with this. I just got a bear. You know what I mean? Now, it was a good bear. He was a nice bear. It was a solid bear. But it wasn't a fuzzy wuzzy bear. You know what I mean? So, I would have to give this movie four crowns. But Aaron O'Connell just delivered genius acting, and I need to see more from him. I need... Can we have him play that character in Hall Out the Holly like a dumb model? Oh, could you imagine him and Melissa Peterman? Oh, my goodness. Stop the presses. Actually, no, keep them rolling and print this as the headline. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 
we got to get him in a Haul Out the Holly sequel. And Quiet is kept. Haul Out the Holly is the only movie from Christmas I could, like, I, that's the, that's the one movie I'm campaigning for a sequel for. I want a sequel to Haul Out the Holly. I need to see, we got a new resident, you know what I'm saying? We got, there's a chat, like, maybe a competing um, cul-de-sac. You know what I'm saying? And then that's where we can get like a, just a rainstorm of cameos. Oh my gosh. Can we get this movie, please? If someone's listening, can you please develop this? Oh my gosh. Okay. And I'm back. I, now David, (laughs) it's funny that they use his real last name in this too. Um, David, every time he did his comedy, I'm like, ooh, he's not that funny. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I just looked past it. I looked past it. I did like, I would like to see our leading lady, Rachel, and David again, like without a third party, without there being a, a triangulation situation. I would like to see. Rachel and David in a in another movie. I really I I like their chemistry. I love the mom, and I love the neighbor Doris. Doris was our mom from Just One Kiss from last year's movie. I love her. I love her. Um, and then we have my work husband, who is the brother in law in this. He can do no wrong in my eyes, you guys. Literally everything he touches is just pristine. The facial expressions, like everything. When he tasted the, what is it, rugula? And it was with fig and date instead of chocolate. <laughs> and he always, he was like, Bleh. like you could hear him spit it out as he was walking out to get donuts. It was just so perfect. But can I mention one thing, though? When him and David were at that bar and his phone was vibrating it was his wife texting him and he opened it to read the text <laughs> i don't know why the camera didn't c- or like why how anybody didn't catch this but i saw <laughs> he actually had his calculator app open as he was reading the text so he was looking at the calculator <laughs> instead of actually looking at the text message app i just thought that that was funny but yeah, overall, it's a solid movie. It really is. It's a solid movie. I'm just docking it a crown because there was just no feels to be had from it personally. Um, but you know, anything that has to do with art, there's always going to be a bend to it for me because of my love and appreciation and passion for art. And that's art in all forms written language uh spoken performance visual music and you know instrumentation vocal all of it i love the arts so anything that has arts in it i'm going to be a champion of so well you guys those that's all i got to say about made for each other what did you think leave me a voice message by clicking the link in the show notes You only got 60 seconds, but let me know what you thought about this movie. In fact, we're going to take a micro break and we are going to get to a voice message when we come back. So stay tuned. 
Hi, Dart. Steve. I haven't uh, left you a message in a while, but I had to reach out after listening to your rant in a good way uh, on the one Lucas article. I came to Hallmark rom-com movies because I got into the mysteries. Um, I was a kid. I'm in my 50s. I was a kid who grew up on Nancy Drew and Hardy Boy books. Uh, I watched Murder, She Wrote in the 80s and 90s. I love mysteries. Found Hallmark Mysteries and Movies probably five or six years ago. And because I'd see advertisements for the rom-coms on that channel, you know, my wife and I would then go over and watch a rom-com here and there and then the Christmas movies, which we love. Um, my viewing of Hallmark Channel has gone down. I don't watch dramas, period. Um, you, hit it on, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, this was all about getting rid of Bill Habits. Thanks. Hi, Dart. Steve, I haven't uh, left you a message in a while, but I had to reach out after listening to your rant in a good way uh, on the one Lucas article. I came to Hallmark rom-com movies because I got into the mysteries. Um, I was a kid. I'm in my 50s. I was a kid who grew up on Nancy Drew and Hardy Boy books. Uh, I watched Murder, She Wrote in the 80s and 90s. I love mysteries. Found... Hallmark Mysteries and Movies probably five or six years ago and because I'd see advertisements for the rom-coms on that channel. You know, my wife and I would then go over and watch a rom-com here and there and then the Christmas movies, which we love. Um, my viewing of Hallmark Channel has gone down. I don't watch dramas, period. Um, you, hit it on, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, this was all about getting rid of Bill Habits. Thanks. Thank you so much, Steve, for your thoughts. Um, yeah, I. It's good to know that I didn't. I don't feel alone in that. Because <laughs> I know I, I was pretty passionate in my delivery, but I just really have a heart to want to see Hallmark do well, and it made me nervous with the way that they went about things in terms of like them canceling everything and then reading that article really threw me for a loop but you guys check out that last episode it was the welcome to valentine episode that he's referencing but thank you steve so much and i i'm really late to the mysteries and by really late i started watching them in 2021 and in january of this year i've officially watched every mystery that hallmark has put out so it took me a year and some change. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we here. Okay. But I can say there's there's a certain element like it those mysteries had it going on. And I haven't commented on the mysteries here too much because I I wanted to make sure I devoted the time to the Hallmark Channel movies and not trying cuz it would be it would be too much for me to be completely honest. But um Family History Mystery loved Curious Caterer Grilling Season no I don't know what happened between the first one and the second one but nope that wasn't that wasn't it that wasn't it at all Um I was actually shocked that Family History Mystery was better Uh yeah I'll just leave it there but Thank you so much, Steve, again. 
And if you want to know how Steve did that and why Steve did that, there is a link in the show notes that will take you to the page where you can do exactly what Steve just did. And I'll do what I just did and play it here on the podcast. So, let's get into your weekend watching guide. For this weekend from the Mothership Hallmark Channel, we have the Love Club Nicole's Pen Pal. Now, I mentioned this in in the episode, the March preview that I did with Chat, but the Love Club isn't new per se. It's a four-movie installment series that Hallmark Movies Now has been premiering every Thursday in the month of February. So at this point, all four movies have premiered. Originally, Hallmark didn't have a March 4th slot. So they decided to take this movie. And this one is the first one in the series, which stars Brittany Bristow and Marcus Rosner. And those are two Hallmark people that we know. So they decided to take this one and use it as that March 4th slot. So that's what's going to be airing. Here is what Brittany Bristow's movie is about. Freshly engaged interior designer Nicole still wonders if the one she is meant to be with is her mystery college pen pal whose letters she has kept all these years. At a loss of what to do, she seeks out assistance from the love club. Four women who met 10 years prior and made a vow to die, to always be there for one another should any of them encounter relationship challenges at any point in their lives. Nicole and the ladies of the love club reunite and set out to track down Nicole's pen pal, sending them on a journey to a lodge in the mountains where Nicole encounters romance, comedic, imposters, female bonding, and plenty of mishaps until ultimately the letters help lead her to her true love. Next from the mothership, we have The Way Home, which comes on Sundays at 9 p.m. The name or the title of this episode is Building a Mystery. Kat and Alice try to stop Jacob's disappearance. Dell realizes the tragedy of Jacob was not her Ooh, y'all my eyes okay Dell realizes this tragedy i'm sorry one more game Dell realizes the tragedy of jacob was not hers alone but the whole town's and moves toward healing third time's a charm Ooh, i thank you for a stronger prescription it's coming now next simultaneously while the love club premieres great american family will be premiering happily ever emma actress emma hutton is determined to help find her friend hope a perfect match but in doing so she accidentally tramples on several hearts including her own this one stars monica moore smith and dan falks lastly up tv They are premiering a movie titled Something's Brewing. Jane Peterson, a marketing executive in the big city, loses her job and boyfriend both on the same day. Fed up, she vows to leave the city for good. Before she can, though, she runs into a handsome and charming barista at a local coffee shop. Coffee, why did I say it like that? As she rediscovers the city with him, it feels like something might be brewing.
Siri, ain't no, 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 no. Siri thought I said Siri, but I said city. Stop it. That is your weekend watching guide here. And dear Hallmark, Siri decided to make an appearance, but we had to. She was rude, and I apologize. Um, you guys, that's gonna do it for me here at Dear Hallmark. Let me know your thoughts. Leave me a rating or review if you're listening via Apple Podcast or Spotify. Be sure to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast. And also be sure to follow the Instagram and Facebook page. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.